Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Mary Abby Flynn loved spending time with those that she loved more than anything. So when she decided to host a Super Bowl party on February 2nd, 2020, no one was surprised and everyone was looking forward to it. Mary, who generally went by Abby, was spending some time at their home in Gloucester, Massachusetts, while her husband was back at their home in Houston, Texas. Abby was a retired nurse and was from Gloucester, and her husband, a radiologist, was working at a hospital in Houston, Texas. They would split their time between Gloucester and Houston. Abby's three grown children were also not in town. Two were away at college and one was now living in New York. On February 2nd, Abby was busy preparing for the party. She was cleaning and cooking up some good Super Bowl food for her guests. She spoke to her son at 2.40 p.m. via FaceTime. He said that she mentioned that she might take a walk before the guests arrive, perhaps hoping to get some fresh air. At 4.30 p.m., the first guests arrived at Abby's home, but Abby wasn't there. They found her phone on the counter, food in the oven, and her keys left behind, but no sign of Abby. Even Abby's dog was left home. Where is Mary Abby Flynn? Residents are even looking around their own homes. 
look through the bushes, check your sheds. You just never know where someone, you know, could have bumped their head or fallen and, and got disoriented. It's definitely weird, you know, how she just disappeared. Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast and another unsolved missing person case. The story of Abby Flynn came recommended to me from a listener. A big thank you to Laura for this case suggestion. As soon as I looked up her case, I knew I had to cover it. Like many of our cases, information is limited and sometimes contradictory. And I still have a lot of questions on her story, which we'll get to later, of course. There are some thoughts in this case that some people have that don't match up with most of the evidence out there. Yet these thoughts and questions persist, and I have to wonder why. What else is known locally or to friends and family that might point to these conclusions, if anything? Or is it a case of people just wanting to find answers so badly they're looking for them somewhere they might not be? Perhaps because having no answers at all is just too frustrating to bear. As a reminder, we will keep an eye on Abby's case moving forward. Please continue to follow us on social media where we will post any news or updates as they come in. You can always find those links in the show notes or just by searching for the Where Are They podcast. You can also visit wherearetheypodcast.com for contact information or to access any of our past episodes at any time. Now let's get right into the story of Abby Flynn. Mary Abby Flynn was born July 15, 1960. She would just go by Abby to everyone who knew her, so that's what we're going to call her here. She grew up with her siblings in the beautiful coastal Massachusetts town of Gloucester. After obtaining a degree in nursing, she began working in a local hospital where she met and fell in love with Richard Braverman, a radiologist. Soon they would get married. Together, they would relocate across the country to Texas, specifically the Houston area. Rich would continue his work there as a radiologist, and Abby would continue nursing. They would also have three children. And Abby was a wonderful mother and just a kind and friendly person to everyone that she met. No one has any bad or negative things to say about Abby. Abby also thoroughly enjoyed the outdoors. She loved hiking, wildlife, and she loved photography. And this would be a hobby that she enjoyed for many years. As her children would become adults, she would retire from nursing and split her time in between their home in Houston, Texas, and their home in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Richard would continue working in Houston. The Disappearance. In February of 2020, Abby was braving the cold Massachusetts winter alone in Gloucester. While she had a lot of friends and family nearby, so she technically wasn't alone. However, her children were off at college and her husband was back in Houston. On Sunday, February 2nd, 2020, Abby was planning on hosting a Super Bowl party. It would be the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers that year, and Abby always loved an opportunity for a get-together. 
She spent that morning and afternoon preparing food for the party. Around 2.40 p.m., she FaceTimed her son at college. She told him about the upcoming party, and she mentioned that she might try and take a walk before the guests arrived. They hung up the phone, her son saying that nothing seemed out of the ordinary with that conversation at all. But when the first guests arrived at 4.30 p.m., Abby wasn't home. And they waited a while, and a few more guests showed up, but still no Abby. They were able to get into the house, although it's unclear if the house was locked or how they were able to gain access. But in the home, they noticed that all the prepared food for the party was still in the kitchen, some still in the oven. They also noticed that her keys and cell phone were on the countertop, and the dog was still there. The house also looked completely normal, as if someone had just been preparing for the party and then walked out. There were no signs of a struggle, and nothing looked amiss in any way. Except for the fact that Abby was nowhere to be found. And since they now knew that she didn't have her phone, calling her was pointless. As a few more hours would go by, they finally decided to call the police. And her husband, Rich, was notified back in Houston. The Search Authorities, according to those that were actually there at the time, did arrive right away and began searching without hesitation. Again, something we don't always see in the cases of missing adults. But it was dark by now and cold, and some worried that she may have went for a walk and had a slip and fall type of accident or some type of medical episode. She might be needing help. Once law enforcement learned of her intent to go for a walk, and her hobbies to photograph wildlife, they attempted to retrace any steps she may have taken. The area of Gloucester where Abby lived was on the peninsula, surrounded by water on basically all sides. Her house was on St. Louis Avenue, which dead-ended into Farrington Avenue. Her son had mentioned Farrington Avenue as a place that she said she might walk. Farrington Avenue runs east and west with the Gloucester Harbor on one side and the Atlantic Ocean on the other. Niles Pond also sits in the middle. I did try and look up the condition of the pond at the time. It was February in Massachusetts, and it looks like that pond is sometimes used for ice skating. And if you are local there, please feel free to give us some more details on that. But I did find some photos of Niles Pond that was posted in late February of that year. And the water was definitely not completely frozen over. Authorities would, in fact, send dive teams into the water in the event that Abby might have slipped and fallen in. The Coast Guard also focused their searches up and down the coastline. Helicopters were used to search from overhead, and volunteers even brought in drones to help cover more ground. Search dogs were also utilized to aid in the search to try and find any scent of Abby to follow maybe so they could narrow down which direction she had even gone in. Had she indeed gone to walk any of the nearby walking trails or hiking paths, or made her way to the beach? But the dogs didn't pick up any scent. Over 80 
law enforcement personnel came out to search in the days following Abby's disappearance, but no clues and no signs of Abby were ever discovered, at least that we have been told. Abby's brother Brian also made it into town the following day after learning that his sister was missing. He had been in California visiting his son, and he hopped the next flight to Gloucester. This wasn't at all like his sister, and he was immediately concerned. And a month later, March of 2020, the world would see shutdowns like never before. I have to wonder how that would have impacted any search efforts for Abby. Were there less people in town, less people coming to the area that summer? Were there less people working? Authorities have said that they don't have any solid leads one way or another, nor do they have any persons of interest or even thoughts on what might have happened to Abby that day. Everything is a possibility. This woman was planning a party and just decided to go for a walk and then seemed to vanish into thin air. Gloucester, Massachusetts. Gloucester, Massachusetts is a coastal town on the Atlantic coast, just north of Boston. The population is just over 30,000 residents. It's an area that is known for offering great fishing. It's a beautiful coastline town, often compared with Cape Cod, except for the fact that it's a lot less populated. In fact, the movie The Perfect Storm was filmed in Gloucester back in the year 2000. The movie starred George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg, among others, and was based on true events that took place in the Gloucester area back in 1991. The movie centered around the fishing vessel, the Andrea Gale. Abby's area was specifically St. Louis Avenue. This short road looks mostly residential, and if you take it south, you will end up at Eastern Point Boulevard near the harbor. If you take it north, it dead ends into Farrington Avenue. It's not specifically known if Abby often walked Farrington Avenue, but for some reason, her son said that she had either mentioned it or he knew it as a place that she generally walked. Farrington Avenue runs from the harbor side to the west to the Atlantic side to the east. Farrington isn't a heavily trafficked road, but it doesn't look like there are any sidewalks and it still looks mostly mixed residential. It's also fair to note that it was off-season for many of the homes in that area. Many of those houses were vacant at that time because people used them as seasonal homes. Being early February, many of those residents had gone south or inland for the winter. If Abby was out walking and looking for wildlife, was she maybe making her way to the water? Many of the reports mention that she might have went out for a hike, which is something that she loved to do. And the hiking trails all throughout that area were searched as well. Now, by looking at the map, it looks like there's a couple places of interest for hiking, in addition to the beach itself, of course. About a half mile from her house is Sane Field. Sane Field has a walking hike that is about 0.6 miles long and is considered easy terrain. It attracts many bird watchers to that area because of the open and airy, grassy fields that surround it. And the website specifically says that Sane Field is not just a popular hiking area, but it actually draws in many photographers from all over. We know that Abby didn't have her phone with her, but I wonder if she took a camera. 
and I couldn't find any acknowledgement of that anywhere. About a mile from Sane Field is Marble Road Conservation Area. This is a city-owned park-like area, also noted to be very popular for bird watchers, and it's about 53 acres. It seems like, though, with all of the people that had been out searching, covering 53 acres should have been a quick and easy process. Authorities also said there is a vast network of other trails in the area that locals usually know very well, and everyone expected that Abby also would know those trails. But they were thoroughly combed through by search and rescue teams, by search dogs, law enforcement, even drones. Nothing was found. The other thing to note is how close to the coastline this area is, and several of those areas are said to have very rocky coastline areas, and those rocks are known to get wet and slick. Brace Cove is very close to Abby's house on St. Louis Avenue, and those local to that part of Gloucester say that it also has a very rocky coastline and can have some ever-changing kind of dangerous currents that might come through that area. The Coast Guard did state that they spent a fair amount of time focusing on Brace Cove because those that knew Abby had said it was a spot that she often frequented. And it had to be cold that day. It was early February in northern Massachusetts. If she had fallen into the water, it wouldn't take long for hypothermia to set in. Specific water searches were continued and completed not just at Brace Cove, but surrounding areas and even Niles Pond. Yet, even with all of these water searches, no signs of Abby were ever discovered. Other Disappearances Interestingly, Abby isn't the only woman in her 50s to go missing from the coastal Massachusetts area. Teresa Cohen, age 52, went missing from her rented home in Rockport, Massachusetts in 2018. Rockport is just one town over from Gloucester. As soon as Abby went missing in 2020, many remembered the Teresa Cohen case. Were they related? They lived five miles from each other and were both in their 50s when they disappeared. But Teresa Cohen would be found deceased. At least, we think so. I don't know that I've ever encountered a missing person case quite like Teresa Cohen's. She is still listed in the missing persons database as missing. She is still in NamUs, in the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. And she is still labeled as missing there as well. But Authorities have stated that she was found deceased, and indeed, reporters have discovered that there is a death certificate on file, with her death being listed as the same day she went missing, March 17, 2018. When questioned, authorities will only state that they don't suspect foul play. The date her remains were found and the location remain a mystery to the public, however. Susan Nilsson, aged 56, of Rockport, Massachusetts, was reported missing in December of 2015 when officials found her belongings near a Gloucester shipyard. After a coordinated search, her body would be recovered in the water off of Rocky Neck in Gloucester a few days later. 
Law enforcement doesn't believe any of these cases are related, but many locals remember all three of these women together because of their similarities. Theories and Possibilities So what do authorities think happened to Abby Flynn on that Super Bowl Sunday in 2020? Well, the short answer is they don't know. The biggest question in a lot of people's minds as well is why did Abby decide to go for a walk just before having guests over for a Super Bowl party? And while I do think that is somewhat unusual, and it's a fair question to ask, certainly, if it was just a small get together and she took walks often, I don't know that going for a walk would be that alarming. Maybe she was all ready for the party and she decided to go for a brief walk and get some air. The temperature would be in the high 30s that day, which according to those that live there is a pretty mild winter day. Maybe Abby wanted to get some exercise before indulging in the party foods and drinks that they would have later. Could Abby have gone for a walk and had an accident, a slip and fall accident? This is what authorities believed at first was a very likely scenario. There was no evidence of foul play, no signs pointing them to any other theory. And there are a lot of areas one could slip and fall near the coast. Rocks can be slippery. And if Abby had stepped out on the rocks, maybe to get a photograph, maybe she saw a piece of trash she wanted to pick up, or for whatever reason, it is possible that she could have fallen. This is why law enforcement put such an effort into searches along the coast. And the concern was growing because of the temperatures of the water. If she had fallen in, they had to find her and they were on borrowed time. Or she could have fallen and be laying somewhere injured in need of help. But the search for Abby in those first few days was intense. There was over 80 people out there searching and no sign of her was found. The next thought process to enter the minds of law enforcement was a possible suicide, although her family in no way believes this, and everyone who knew her described her as a happy and friendly woman with a good life. Her family was successful, and everything seemed to be going great for her. But again, we don't always know what's going on behind closed doors in someone's life. And if this was her path, this area of Gloucester, she knew really well, and she might have known exactly where to go to carry this out. Lastly, there is the thought of foul play. Even though there weren't any signs pointing to this, there are so many questions involving her disappearance, it certainly cannot be ruled out. First, again, why go for a walk right before having a party? And this was someone who knew the area and knew it well. She would know the areas to avoid so as to not have an accident or not put herself in danger. This was an area that she grew up in. Although accidents by nature are never something intended. And the fact that she hasn't been found has also had people wondering, was she abducted? Was she taken out of the area? Some wonder if a family member was involved, and this is the theory I don't understand. Nothing points to this at all. 
Her husband was in Houston and her kids were away, and I'm certain authorities checked everyone out as well. But many online discussion forums believe that a family member was involved. And another interesting and very vague fact is that in July of 2020, a judge declared Abby legally deceased, which is very quick. Generally, that's a process that takes years. But for some reason, it was pushed through a few months after she disappeared. That is, until the judge decided to unsign it and take it back, abruptly leaving many to question why. Three and a half years later, almost anything is a possibility. A 59-year-old takes a walk an hour before guests are due to arrive for a party and vanishes. Did she fall? Did she have an accident? Was it intentional? Or could she have met with foul play? What do you think happened to Mary Abby Flynn? Abby Flynn is described as a Caucasian woman, five foot five inches tall, and weighing around 200 pounds when she was last seen in February of 2020. She was 59 years old then and would today be 62. Abby has brown hair and brown eyes. Anyone with any information on the whereabouts of Abby Flynn is asked to call the Gloucester Police Department at 978-283-1212. Thank you for listening to Abby's story today. I can't imagine how confused and heartbroken her family must be. One morning, you're preparing for a Super Bowl party, and all of a sudden, you're gone. A big thank you again to Laura for recommending Abby's case. It's definitely a baffling one, and I'm really curious to hear what all of you think. If you have any case suggestions for us, please send them over to canwefindthem at gmail.com. Please make sure to give us a follow over on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Those links will be in the show notes, or you can always search for the Where Are They podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. This really helps the podcast reach more people and most importantly, helps the names of the missing rank higher in search results so their names can get out there more. You can also join us over on Patreon where you can get bonus episodes and help us support the families of the missing. Thank you again so, so much for listening to Abby's story today. We will be back again very soon with another unsolved missing persons case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.